Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a great show planned for you. So relax, sit back, take it easy, put your feet up, turn your volume up, and enjoy the show. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, or if you have a particular topic that you'd like to hear discussed, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com, or you can leave me a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash United. Also, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps out the distribution. So if you're so inclined, I'd be very grateful. I don't know that I've earned a five-star review yet, but it doesn't hurt to ask. So... It's time for the news. In Blizzard news, we've got the BlizzCon collection that has been announced. This is the set of toys and pets and mounts and whatnot that is going to be made available to the to the BlizzCon attendees. So if you bought a ticket for BlizzCon, this is what you're going to get. If you didn't buy a ticket to BlizzCon, you can still get the toys. They're available in two different uh, packages. So there's the Epic Pack for $29.99 US dollars. That is the Yasurgle uh, pet, which is a Yasera Murloc, and the Chilling Celebration Banner toy, uh, along with some Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, Hearthstone, and Warcraft Rumble items. So, yeah, that's $29.99. And then the Legendary Pack, which includes the Bound Blizzard Flying Mount and some additional items in those other four games, is $49.99. All Blizzard attendees, or all BlizzCon attendees, will get the Legendary Pack, so there you go. Speaking of BlizzCon attendees, there are still tickets purchasable for BlizzCon. Um, I've even seen some people trying to resell their tickets at half price. So, um, yeah, not as popular this year as it has been in the past. I don't know. It's almost like Blizzard has had a bad few years. Um, That and the uh, global pandemic probably hasn't really helped things so much. So, uh, yeah, if you are interested, you can buy a general admission ticket for $299, or you could go on to eBay or Ticketmaster Outlet or whatever. I don't even know where you can buy your tickets. If you want to buy tickets, go look for them. It, that's that's all there is to it. it. But chances are you don't, because otherwise you would have bought them already. I am not going to BlizzCon. I did that back in the day, and it was fun when I went, but... Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a different vibe now. Um, it just doesn't doesn't hit the same anymore as it used to. I, I just don't... It doesn't feel right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it's your thing and you want to go to meet up with your guild or you are interested in whatever, that go for it. But, um, yeah, that's, that's not me. So, uh, yeah, that's the BlizzCon news. In other Blizzard news, the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard is on schedule for Friday, October 13th. Yeah, that's not ominous. Who picked that date? Come on, give it a day early or something. What are you doing? Uh, Yeah, Friday, October 13th, yeah. Um, uh, Also, they have announced that uh, no new Activision games will be on Game Pass this year. 
So for the Xbox Game Pass, uh, Diablo 4 looks like it's likely for 2024, and Call of Duty will likely be for 2025. There's no word, there is no word on World of Warcraft going onto the Game Pass, but I think it's highly unlikely that it will go onto the Game Pass without a subscription additional subscription fee. So you're still going to have to pay your WoW account and you can get it on Game Pass. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. That's it's it's going to be a decision for people who sit and count money for a living. So I hope they enjoy that and uh, have a good time counting their money that they're going to get from the rabid World of Warcraft fans. In other gaming news, this is a story that has kind of floated around for a little while and uh, I haven't really discussed it because it's honestly outside of, I'm not a game developer, so this is a little outside of my purview, but I did want to point out that after all of the drama from Unity trying to change their pricing structure and then walking it back, and all of the developers who are saying, I'm basically destitute now, I can't release my game, I'm going to owe them money, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, their CT- CEO just stepped down. So that's uh, John Ricciatello. Um, Richie Tiello, not Richie Otello. Wow. My pronunciation is off today. doesn't matter. He's fired. Get out, John. You're fired. Um, yeah, they're, uh, I guess they're starting fresh. Um, you know, best of luck to, to the Unity employees, the people who did not make that terrible decision, but, uh, for the, for the people who did and the people who signed off on it, I, I hope they have a, uh, quick exodus from that company uh, under the new management. So, All right, that's it for the uh, general news. Let's get into the World of Warcraft news. Let's talk about World of Warcraft. This week in World of Warcraft news, for Mythic Plus is Tyrannical, Incorporeal, and Spiteful. Wow, that's going to be an ugly week. Uh, good luck, everyone running Keystones, or people who are trying to, those last few points before you can get KSM. It's going to be ugly this week, um, for sure. Yeah, Incorporeal is never fun. That's got to be one of the worst new affixes. It's got to be one of the worst affixes they've ever added to the game, to be honest. Um, Tyrannical is always rough on high keys. Those bosses hit so hard. And Spiteful is just miserable. At least it's not spiteful and necrotic. I think that was probably the worst combination they have ever done. Uh, but yeah, tyrannical, incorporeal, and spiteful. Good luck. Um, if you're not sure what those things do, don't worry. Um, it, somebody, somebody will yell at you when you do it wrong. So, um, the PvP brawl this week is the Temple of Hot Mogu. So this is uh, players will try and get orbs, and they're going to throw. Instead of just collecting the orb, you're gonna you gotta throw it around. You gotta hold it for as long as you can, and basically playing hot potato with it. Um, and when you die, your resurrection timer is five seconds. So yeah, it's a very action-packed brawl. Uh, I haven't done this one before, but uh, definitely want to go check it out. And if you do, then you can pick up the uh, something new quest uh, where you can get some honor and uh, some marks of honor and some conquest. So enjoy that. This is the uh, third week of the Turbulent Timeways event. So this week is Legion Time Walking. So we're going to get Black Rook Hold, Court of Stars, Darkheart Thicket, Eye of Ashara, Neltharian Slayer, and Vault of the Wardens. So yeah, so it's not a bad week. Uh, I, I enjoy Legion Time Walking. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, and uh, make sure you pick up the quest in Valdraken to get you a cache of vault treasures. 
which will be Heroic Aberrus Loot 428 to 437 item level. So, yeah, enjoy your time walking. Make sure you're getting your buffs. You can get your uh, Sandy Shale Wing ugly mount. And, uh, yeah, enjoy that. Also, uh, the Eastern Kingdom Cup is going on this week. It's going until the 17th of October. So make sure you participate in that. It's the same rewards as the Kalimdor Cup, but, uh, you know, in the Eastern Kingdoms. So if you like that continent better, or you just want the achievement, or you missed the last one for some reason, uh, this one's for you. Also, the Dragonflight Dungeon event is this week. So they're doubling up. So you get Time Walking and the Dungeon event. So you get the Son of the Warrior buff, uh, which means that you're going to get the final boss of each Dragonflight Dungeon will award an extra item when defeated. So that's normal, heroic, and mythic. This is not for keystones because on a keystone dungeon, the last boss does not drop any items. It's from the keystone chest that you get an item at the end. So a little confusing there. I know it would be better if it was from keystones, but it's not. So that's okay. Um, at this point in the season, I don't think it really matters too much. But uh, yeah, if you're trying to eke out that last bit of uh, last bit of gear before patch 10.2, this is not the uh, ideal way to do it through keystones, but um, yeah, there you go. And in other news, uh, this is very sad, but uh, uh, in Abarus, the Shadow Crucible, Sarkareth, uh, the Scale Commander, he'd like you to know that he's still around and he's still really, really dangerous. So please come back to the raid because he's very lonely and he wants some heroes to fight. Uh, yeah, I think we're done with you, Sarkareth. You can go. You're fired. <laughs> Uh, all right. So let's, uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, I think the, um, the great Nomagon run is, uh, it's this weekend, Saturday, and, uh, it's just, uh, gnomes or any other class or character or anybody really, you can, you're, it's running from, uh, Dumbarrow to Booty Bay on foot. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. A little micro holiday for you. Um, nothing really special there, just, uh, some little fun if you're looking for something to do. Speaking of which, if you are looking for something to do, make sure you're doing your, uh, Dream Surge, uh, quest for the week. It'll get you your 415 item level gear. Make sure you're doing your time rifts. Make sure you're doing your Farak assaults. And, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people on, uh, are getting researchers under fire this week for the Aiding the Accord quest. So you might actually be able to complete that this week. So if you're interested in completing researchers under fire, go check that out. All right. Let's move on to patch 10.2 news. Let's talk about something new. There's not too much new going on with patch 10.2. All of the uh, raid testing has concluded. That's mythic and heroic. I think the only thing left is the wing three raid finder testing. So, uh, and all real testing has been completed and, uh, so yeah, it's uh, we're ready to go, we're ready to ship, baby. That week after BlizzCon is looking mighty uh, mighty true. I, I don't know, I, I don't I don't think it was confirmed anywhere, but um, somebody said it was, but I think that might have been wrong. Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, everything's ready for uh, raid to go. Um, all of the Mythic Plus testing, all the dungeons in the Mythic Plus pool this time around are available for testing, or they were this past weekend. Um, I don't know if they're going to do another test or if they've got something else in mind. But uh, yeah, Throne of the Tides was reworked pretty significantly. They got rid of the jellyfish. Uh, they did a bunch of stuff. So uh, yeah, everything looks fun and exciting. I'm really jazzed about season three. I'm really hoping that it's good. Um, in another little piece of news that I saw today, they, they data mined uh, a 
augment rune, a permanent augment rune on patch 10.2. Now, there was already the discussion about how Farak will be dropping a ahead of the curve mount. And an ahead of the curve mount is generally generally reserved for the final boss of the expansion, i.e. the jailer. So we got that. Now it's being revealed that there is a permanent augment rune available for purchase. So that's generally also reserved for the final um, patch of an expansion. So it's looking very possible that patch 10.2 might be the final patch, or at least the final major content patch of Dragonflight. We might still get a season four that includes all three of the previous raid tiers, uh, amped up to the same item level and the same difficulty like we saw in Shadowlands, uh, including a whole new Mythic Plus pool, or maybe we'll get the four or the eight original Dragonflight dungeons back. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it's looking more and more likely that patch 10.2 might actually be the last of the major patches for Dragonflight. What that means for the future, I don't know. Uh, we haven't fought Eridicron really. Um, we haven't uh, done anything with the the rest of the Incarnates. I mean, there, there's a lot of stories still to wrap up, which I guess could be wrapped up in patch 10.2.5 or 10.2.7. But then what? Then are we going to sit around for six months with nothing to do, waiting for the new expansion to release? Because if they're planning for 10.2 to be the last patch, then what... what I, I can't imagine there's just going to be no new content for the last six months of Dragonflight where we're going to ride out on a season four with just those raids. And maybe, maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a mini raid. Maybe we'll get a mini raid and that won't really count for anything other than there's some extra loot for you. I don't know. We'll see. Actually, a mini raid would be kind of cool. Uh, I, I'd, I'd really dig a mini raid. Maybe we, we have to fight uh, Rathian. He goes crazy or something. Or Sibelian stubs his toe and he wants to fight. Um, yeah, I'd be down for a mini raid, uh, two bosses or something, um, plus the other three uh, existing Dragonflight raids on a season four schedule. I, I guess I could get behind that. Um, we won't see any new dungeons or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what, what Blizzard has in store for us at BlizzCon. Uh, as, as I did mention previously, I am going to be doing a BlizzCon prediction show. Uh, I've got some guests lined up. I've got some uh, discussion, some some wild speculation that we're going to be doing. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, at least I hope it is. Uh, if it's not, then I'm sorry. Um, you can have your money back. Uh, all right, let's move on to, uh, I think that's it for 10.2. Yeah. Uh, patch 3.4.3 is live on the wow classic servers, or I should say the wrath classic servers. Um, so that's, uh, the forge of souls dungeon, the pit of Saron dungeon and the halls of reflection dungeon, the, uh, random Dungeon Finder is available, the Titan Rune Gamma is available, and the New Collections UI is available. Um, those are all available today. Uh, actually, it was yesterday, but um, I'm recording this today, so they're available today as well. Uh, the Ice Crown Citadel Raid will be made available tomorrow, which is October 12th. And yeah, if you haven't checked it out already, they released a trailer for Ice Crown, and it is so hype. Oh my goodness. It's so good. I believe it's done by Hurricane Animation Studio, and it you've, it's got the players fighting Arthas. There's, I mean, it's you just gotta check it out. Just go watch it. 
it'll take a couple minutes of your time and you'll be glad you did. Even if you're not playing Wrath, it's definitely worth looking at because I'm sure everybody has run Ice Crown at least one time because we're all in the back of our mind thinking, well, maybe this time I'll get invincible. Maybe I'll get, I'll be the one to get invincible and, and then all my friends will be jealous. No, no, bro. You're not getting invincible. Good luck. So, um, yeah, that's, that's on, uh, Wrath Classic, uh, hardcore, um, not a whole lot of news on hardcore other than just the ridiculous and silly ways that people die. Um, I watch those death clips and I just, I have to cackle because it is so fun and it's so funny. Really, really fun. Um, but yeah, hardcore, uh, no news. And I'm still waiting for them to announce a uh, solo self-found mode, which they did say they were going to do at some point, uh, but they haven't announced that yet. So as of right now, hardcore is just kind of sitting pretty and chilling. Uh, but um, it's about to get completely dethroned as Ice Crown comes in and everybody stops playing their hardcore characters and focuses on their Wrath characters. So good luck killing Arthas and um, yeah, have fun there. It's time for the weekly rant. So uh, I, I wanted to talk about this topic because this is something that I've seen come up a few times in different medium uh, YouTube videos and actually just in discussions with people and whatnot. But um, there was a lot of talk, especially during Shadowlands, about World of Warcraft and the villain problem. And I know a lot of that focused on, oh, well, the Jailer was a crappy villain. And he was. And it he's he wasn't a crappy villain because of the reasons you might think. He, he didn't really check any boxes for being a good villain. He kidnapped um, Anduin and Bane and Thrall and Jaina. But really, that was Sylvanas. And she was kind of the one driving that. And uh, he stopped the uh, he stopped the, the group from escaping the Maw. Obviously, the player did, but um, everybody else got captured. And then Shadowlands happened. But, uh, you know, the reason that he's not a compelling villain is because there was never, he doesn't feel threatening. He's designed to look ooh scary. And he doesn't because he looked ooh comical. And then we found out he's not some just evil monster. He's got this giant diabolical plan that does not only cover Shadowlands and maybe part of BFA when Sylvanas started acting weird. No, this goes back to before Warcraft 3 because he was the one that was responsible for forming the Lich King. So. Anyway, I could go on and on about the Jailer. That's not the point of this. The point of this is there are, by my count, five major factions that we have faced throughout World of Warcraft. A few minor ones, like the Mossworn or the Mogu, um, the Manted, uh, some different troll raids that we've had, different things that we've had to do throughout the years. That's fine. But our major ones, we've got the Black Dragonflight, who we fought all throughout Vanilla up through uh, Cataclysm. We've got the Scourge, who we fought in Vanilla through, uh, through Wrath of the Lich King. We have the Illidari, who we really just dealt with them in the Burning Crusade. And we've got the Burning Legion, who we fought in the Burning Crusade, or, or yeah, the Burning Crusade, and in Warlords of Draenor and Legion. And we've got the Black Empire, who we have fought throughout the history of World of Warcraft. Now, the Black Dragonflight tangentially could be related to the Black Empire. 
that's fine. I'll give you that. And the Scourge could tangentially be related to the Burning Legion. That's fine. They're all separate, but they can, there's relations there. That's fine. But the Black Dragonflight, done. We killed Deathwing in Cataclysm. The Scourge, done. We killed Arthas in Wrath of the Lich King. The Illidari, done. We defeated Illidan in Burning Crusade. Burning Legion, done. We defeated Argus, and Illidan has now imprisoned Sargeras in the Legion expansion. So that's four of the five major villain factions are defeated. We've got the Black Empire, and the Black Empire is the through line throughout World of Warcraft. You've got Ragnaros, you've got Cthulhu, you've got Yogg-Saron, you've got Alakir, you've got Ragnaros again. It, it goes on and on and on. Finally culminating in the battle against Nizoth at the end of Battle for Azeroth. But we didn't defeat the Black Empire there. They're still... You can't kill the old gods. They're still there. They're just dormant and or imprisoned. The Shah of Fear in Mists of Pandaria is the remnant of the old god Yasharj. And Yasharj was ripped out of Azeroth because he was embedded into Azeroth. He was ripped out of Azeroth by one of the titans, Amonthul. And the remnant is the Shah. And you see how dangerous the Shah is. Can you imagine how difficult it would have been for us to fight Yasharj? Anyway, there is currently some rumblings and some rumors about a fifth old god. And if indeed patch 10.2 is the final content patch for Dragonflight, then it looks like we're definitely setting up an old god expansion for 11. Uh, because <laughs> Eridicron bounced into a void portal with what looked like the silhouette of Zalatath. So he's obviously working with the void. Sarkareth had some void stuff that he was working with in the uh, Avarice raid, if you call it that. Uh, so we're definitely going down this road to a head-on conflict with the Black Empire, and we're going to take the primal incarnates with us. Well, at least one of them, because Barak we're about to defeat and Viranoth is now on our side. So really, it's just Eridicron. So if we defeat the Black Empire, who's left? What overarching villain do we have? There was always the threat of the Burning Legion. Throughout Vanilla and the Burning Crusade, we knew that Arthas was up in Icecrown. We knew he was there. We knew that Deathwing was trapped somewhere in the Earth. We just didn't know where. All of these villains, all of these groups of villains have been defeated and they're done. So if we defeat the Black Empire in patch 11 dot whatever, what's next? Now, obviously, the brilliant and talented story writers at Blizzard will come up with some new villains, but we don't have anything that's been overtly set up. And while we might have some things in place right now that maybe we don't know of, and we haven't seen, um, yeah, there's, there's really no villains left for us to fight. We are about to defeat everyone. We are going to beat World of Warcraft. That's it. We're done. Go home. Your characters are now deleted. But seriously, what is next? What are we going to do next? I think and I suspect that Blizzard probably had this same idea a couple of years ago, which is why they said, hey, uh, Chris Metzen, do you want to come back and help us come up with some new stories that we can tell? Because Steve Denuser has been busting his butt trying to fix all of the disasters that have been left behind by the previous groups of people who were here. And when you left, you basically handed it to Alex Afrasiabi, who basically flushed everything down the drain. 
So could you come back and help us fix all of these messes? So yes, Chris Metzen is coming back. And yes, Steve Denizer is there. And yes, we've got so many talented writers on the World of Warcraft team who are going to help us. And I'm sure we're going to get some mixed media here coming forward where it's going to be like a World of Warcraft TV show or maybe a cartoon like Arcane. Um, maybe we're going to get a second World Warcraft movie. Maybe we'll get the uh, Lich King movie that everybody's always wanted. Um, who knows? But in game, what are we going to do? What's next? Right. We thought, oh, the Primal Incarnates, this is like a cool new villain that we're going to fight for the next... Uh, nope, they're done. And not only are they done, we're back to the Black Empire. So if everything's coming back to the same villains and we defeat that though, all those villains, there's nowhere left for... There's no overarching villain. There's no more threat to Azeroth. Now, maybe the Void Lords don't get defeated. Maybe they go away. Maybe we need Doctor Strange to come in and use time magic to trap them like Dormammu. I don't know, but we need some sort of villain and we need some sort of threat. Otherwise, Dragonflight is going to be a standalone one and done that we leave happy because there's there's nothing left. We know that we got to go fight this void, whatever. So if, if we go, all right, Dragonflight, then World of Warcraft, the old gods. Okay, we're just making up a name. All right, fine. After that, what's next? There's nothing. World of Warcraft Sylvanas Returns? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a very interesting problem to have. And I say problem with air quotes, and you can't see my air quotes because this is an audio medium. But uh, it is a it is an air quote problem that um, it will need to be solved. But ultimately, this is um, this is more of just a harmless rant on my part too. To kind of point out that we've been burning through everything that was already in place for the Warcraft universe and everything that comes next is going to be all new. If you remember back in the nineties, um, those of you who are old enough, if you remember the star Wars, uh, extended universe novels that were released by Timothy Zahn, the Thrawn trilogy, um, which those are now considered non-canon and that's fine because that's not the point. The point is that there was stories created based on the existing the existing characters, the existing villains, which was the Empire in this case. Um, you had all the familiar people from the movies that we knew, Mon Mothma and Admiral Akbar and Princess Leia and all blah, 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 blah. Once that was all done and that trilogy had concluded and some more books happened and basically at the end of that whole saga, the Star Wars writers had to come up with a brand new threat. The Empire was done it was no longer a threat. So who do you fight? So they created the Yuuzhan Vong. And the Yuuzhan Vong is one of the most controversial villains to ever grace Star Wars. Say what you will about the the Disney sequels and whatnot, but the Yuuzhan Vong, so much controversy. In, a, in an age before the... When when we were still figuring out the internet, and we were still just on the, the the very beginnings of that. I mean, yes, there was the internet, and yes, we discussed it on the internet, but it was it was so primitive compared to today, where you can just get on Reddit and ramble and argue with strangers about nonsense for hours. Here we are talking about the end of an era for Warcraft. There will be no more villains already existing in the story. It will be new threats and new villains and new things that our characters are going to have to figure out what to do. This could be the glory age of World of Warcraft, or we could get the Yuuzhan Vong and everybody will be disappointed. 
I know I would be disappointed if that's what we ended up with. A villain that is kind of like, oh, you tried to make them really cool and threatening, but basically we just got the Jailer part two. I, I really hope that that's not what we end up with. I hope that the story team is, uh, they, they, that they earn their money and that they really deliver to us a worthy successor to the existing Warcraft villains. So that's my rant. I know it just kind of meandered through. Um, I'm not going to win any legal cases, but I did want to just speak my mind on that. So there you go. So that's our show for today. Thank you so very much for listening. And it's been so much fun doing this podcast and putting all my time into preparation and writing some scripts or for ad-libbing and trying to come up with some things and just trying to be entertaining. Um, I'm not out here trying to make money. This is not my career. I I have a job. This is something I'm doing for fun because I enjoy it. This is not something that I'm really trying to turn into something bigger than what it is. Um, so if, if you like the podcast, if you listen to it and you're like, hey, dude, you're, you're okay. You know, maybe you could talk about this a little bit more. Maybe you could stutter a little bit less or maybe you could, um, you know, get a better microphone, you, you, you noob. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, I, I would love to hear from, from anybody that, that's listening and to just know that, that I am able to entertain someone besides myself because really I'm just entertaining myself here. So uh, thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this. Um, if you want to reach out to me, you can send me an email. My email address is denethar1 at gmail.com. Or you can check me out. I occasionally will stream on Twitch TV, and that's denethar01. Or you can check out my YouTube channel, which is at denethar01. I really don't have a lot of content on YouTube right now. I mostly just upload the podcast episodes. But um, I've thought about doing some some YouTube videos and, and trying to dip my toe into that medium, playing around with uh, some video editing and whatnot. So... Uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but as of right now, it's just the podcast. Uh, and that's the, and that's fine. So anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. I hope that you all have a wonderful day and I'll see you in Azeroth.